Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying. Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. We start that program out every every Sunday night and with that same song, Timothy Spell, This Is That, taken right out of the book of Acts. 
Good to have you with us. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, and we are coming to you live from the KDIX studio in Dickinson, North Dakota. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, and it's located at 501 Elks Drive. You can be part of this broadcast tonight by texting me 701-290-7862. We've got um, a bunch of people north of Belfield, North Dakota, listening tonight. Good to have what? Who's listening? Tristan, Justin. We've got the uh, the Lomans. We've got the Dickies. Uh, let's see, we've got the Lee family tuned in tonight. We've got Brother Fuller, Doug Fuller tuned in, and uh, he's up somewhere on Lake Sakakawea. We've got the Willises tuned in tonight. And here again, you can text me 701-290-7862. You can also email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Brought my guitar in the studio, and it's warmed up enough to where I can play it. It was sitting out in my... Izuzu, and that means they get out of tune. We've got some Schmitz and Bismarck just texted me listening tonight. I um, I brought my phone into the studio so I can look at all these texts, but I kind of made a decision the other day. I'm not going to be tied to this phone like I was as much before. I'll still use it to communicate and so on. But hey, we got Jody listening in Harvey, and um, and all the kids. Good to have all the kids listening in Harvey. Well, let's see. I'm going to play kind of a crazy song here to start. Abe's not in the studio. He's Ever since he's been a newlywed, he hasn't been in the studio tonight, or at studio at night, Sunday nights. So I might pick somebody else to be my helper. Well, this is kind of broadly adapted or loosely adapted by uh, old Rich Mullins' song. Let's try it. When I went to college, they said, boy, get this straight. You're just a hairless monkey. You no, know, you're just a tailless monkey. <laughs> Let me start over again. When I went to college, they said, boy, get this straight. You're just a tailless monkey. You're a hairless ape. We're on an evolution stairway going. Who knows where? Trust in higher education to get us all there. Ain't no values, no morals, no rights and no wrongs. Never knowing where we're going. Well, it's hard to go wrong. Don't give me that. I want the truth. Don't say it's fact. When it's only point of view, don't give me that. I've had enough. We best get back to what was written in the book of God. Came to my senses at the foot of the cross. I saw the wisdom that comes from the fear of God. How it's pure, it loves peace, full of mercy and fruit. Had the power to save me, the power of the truth. Like a sad and a silver in an apple of gold. Is the word fitly spoken? Is the truth clearly told? Now give me that, cause that's a truth. It's bigger than fact. It's broader than your point of view. Now give me that. Can't get enough when we get back to what was written in the book of God. Time to get your life straightened out by His Word. Walk the straight and narrow. Practice what you've heard. Don't pay attention to this crazy world. Keep your soul on fire and the flag unfurled. Life is too short for wasting in sin. Give your life to Jesus and be born again. Now give me that. <laughs> That's the truth. 
bigger than fact Broader than your point of view Now give me that Can't get enough When we get back to what was written In the book of God Hey Dave, am I doing alright? Higher Higher education in the book of God Higher Higher education in the book of God Now give me that <laughs> All right, I brought maybe that was a mistake to bring this in the studio tonight. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is show, going to talk about one of my favorite types of topics tonight. And here again, if you want to be part of this broadcast, 701-290-7862. And it is good to have Dave and Lauren, I think, listening out in Fargo. Zach and Leah listening out in Fargo. Good to have them listening the Schulers are listening tonight. Good to have them up in Grafton, North Dakota. So we just got people from all over the state so far texting me. The um, uh, this this program is heavily influenced tonight by a conversation I was having around my dining room table. We had a really good good day today. Great church service and visitors in church, and uh, just a good time of people coming and praying and. Heard some good things about what happened at the service. And then my family, the, at least the ones that live here in, in the Dickinson area, all came over for, for uh, the Sunday afternoon. So my wife fixed a great meal, baked potatoes with chili and broccoli and cheese. You just, you take the baked potato and you smash it up and put the chili right over the top of it. And, uh, there was ice cream and brownies for dessert. It was a great day. And I don't know how many people at our house, but a lot of people. There was not only a lot of my grandkids and uh, and um, my children and their spouses, but also some other people that were there. So it was really a great, great time. One of the young ladies that was there at the house, she came with two of her nieces, is a young lady named Esther. And uh, we uh, – we're visiting around our dining room table, and Esther began to tell us and talk to us about her story. And um, and her story made me cry. It's an amazing story. This girl grew up in Pennsylvania as an Amish girl in an Amish home. And, um, and it's a story about how God began to reach out to her when she was just a young girl. And it really does bring tears to my eyes thinking about it, and, and even now um, thinking about it. The the um, she knew as a young girl. She was telling me this. Just, I mean, this just just happened before I come, became on came on the radio tonight, just a, maybe a couple hours ago. And she was in our home, and she she's nineteen now, but she um, she grew up in this Amish home, and for some some way somehow she knew that she wasn't right with God. She just knew that. No one told her. No, She just knew that she was lost. She knew that things weren't right between her and God. But the part that brought tears to my eyes is she didn't know what to do about it. You know, she, she didn't understand what to do about it. And Esther had an older sister named Lena, that the family has told me is was always sensitive to the things of God, always a spiritual person, and um, knew that there was more 
than what their family had experienced. Um, Lena had a spiritual hunger. They were all, all grew up in this Amish home with really good parents, but they didn't understand the Bible plan of salvation. And as Lena, of course, Lena was living on her own with her husband, and and she somehow must have snuck her little sister Esther a cell phone, and and she they began to text scriptures back and forth to each other. And in the meantime, or during this time, an amazing story of God's grace happened to some of Esther's older brothers, three of her older brothers and one of her older sisters. Through miraculous events, I believe miraculous events, all got in contact with the Acts 2.38 message, the plan of salvation that was taught and preached by the apostles. And so when Esther was... 17 years old, she knew what she needed to do to be saved, but because of her situation, she couldn't do anything about it. She couldn't be baptized in Jesus' name. She couldn't attend an apostolic Pentecostal church that preached the Acts 2.38 message. And then she heard that her family, her parents, they were thinking of having her committed to a Amish mental hospital because they knew that she was planning on leaving the Amish community when she turned 18. And because of that, Esther ran away from home. She ended up going to her brother's wedding down in Louisiana. He married a girl in a Pentecostal church down there, her brother Joe. And she got down to this wedding and she was really a, she it was a runaway she was 17 years old runaway from home she ended up in louisiana at her brother joe's wedding and at this pentecostal church she received the baptism of the holy ghost the holy spirit and she was baptized in the name of jesus after the wedding she went back with one of her other brothers and began to live with him and his family in Gulva, North Dakota, just a little town in western North Dakota. Her parents found out where she was. They hired a non-Amish driver to come up here. They called the sheriff, and they brought Esther back home to Pennsylvania with them. But she was very close to turning 18, and she turned 18 shortly after that. And she ended up attending her brother's church in Washington, Pennsylvania, who's a United Pentecostal pastor out there. When Esther and I were talking, we were talking about, she's thought often, and this is what this, uh, I know I spent a long time telling her story, but my favorite topic, really, is about how God reaches people, how God uh, all over this world is reaching people with this message. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, it talks about how when they heard Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost, they were moved in their heart, and they said to Peter and to the arrest of the apostles, 
men and brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them in Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And later on in these verses, it says this, And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And and I want you to understand tonight that this Acts 2.38 message is God's plan of salvation. That's true. And in Esther's life, how, um, how blessed she was to hear about it, to find out about it, to know about it. How God reached this young teenage girl and put a hunger in her heart just as a young teenager, maybe as young as 13 or 14. And God began to deal with her, but she didn't know what to do about it. But God saw fit to begin to reach her family and to give her direction. And how thankful she is because of it. To find out about it. The reason it's my favorite topic to talk about is because it's my story too. I wasn't raised Amish, but I was 20 years old. And God brought me in to this same experience that Esther had. You know, even in my youth, God was calling me, chasing me. Uh, There was something, uh, I don't want to say haunting me, but there was just something that there was more. And I had no idea what it was. I wasn't uh, a religious person. I I didn't know much about the things of God. But there was something calling me, chasing me. And when I was 20 years old, God brought me in to this Acts 2.38 message. Uh, I've got a friend, uh, he's a minister out in, in Minnesota, Dale Jones, listening tonight. His story is the same story. It's a, it's a story of a young man that was from a home that was dysfunctional, that was... That was um, you know, he had no relatives or, or family in this movement, this Acts 238 movement. But God miraculously began to call Dale Jones into this Acts 238 message. This program tonight is, is just going to be a program talking about God's calling into not some kind of half-truth, but into the truth of Bible salvation according to the Scripture. And here again, I know this audience. I know who's listening to me, not everybody. You know, there's this is on an AM radio station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. I don't know everybody listening or everybody listening on the Internet or Holy Ghost Radio, but I know there are people listening to me that don't understand about the exclusivity of Acts 2.38 and, and, and repentance and baptism. I heard a great message today about, or on Saturday from a man about repentance and how important it is. But repentance is just one facet 
of salvation. There's water baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And if you've heard this message, you are of the most blessed people in all the world. It's like a friend of mine that comes to our church, Ben Lee, told him, a man named Michael one time, he said, can you see the hand of God in your life? I mean, was this an accident that one of my best friends invited me to a Pentecostal church when I was 20 years old? When I was right at the point in my life where I was looking for God, it was no accident. Be part of the program. Some of you are doing it. Text me, 701-290-7862. Why don't you also, you can also email me if you're out of the country, country Robert Simons 58 at gmail.com.
Don't miss your opportunity. Obey that Bible or you'll be sorry, my friend. You know, we've got, if you're listening to me tonight and you know how to get to heaven, you're a blessed people. No matter what else is going on in your life, no matter if you're in pain, no matter if you're in poverty, no matter what else you've got wrong with you, if you know how to get to heaven, you're a blessed people. And if you're on your way, you're even more blessed. Good. Thank you for all the people texting me. Um, we've got uh, good to have Stormy listening to me. A friend of mine met in my jail ministry years ago has become a very good friend of me. And uh, be in prayer for Stormy. He fell and broke some ribs. He said he broke all his teeth out of his mouth. I mean, he's, he had a bad fall. But uh, good to have Stormy listening tonight. Brother Paul down in Wapaton listening. I saw him at a men's retreat I was at in uh, West Fargo yesterday. Um, Jody up in Harvey said there's a song that called Reckless Love. She said it's a great song. And and she's just thankful God hasn't never gave up on her. Greg and Mary down in Mesa, Arizona. Good to have Becky listening tonight here right here in Dickinson. And uh, my friend, Brother Jones, is texting me tonight. Thankful for that. You know, it's God's desire that we're saved. It's God's desire that everyone's saved. I don't, one of the biggest reasons I don't believe in predestination, even though this program, I'll tell you, I don't understand why God put it in that girl Esther's heart to just seek after God and her sister Lena and her brothers, uh, Jake and Elvin and Joe and her other, uh, her other sister, um, oh, uh, Lydia. I don't know why that God put it all in their heart. I mean, out of that whole family now, there's six of those siblings, I believe. Is that six? Yeah that have been baptized in Jesus' name and have received the Holy Ghost. Six ex-Amish people. But I don't believe in predestination. You know why? Because it's God's will that everybody should be saved. Second Peter 3, 9 says, He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. First Timothy two one says that I, he said I, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. You know what? If not all men were going to be saved, why would we pray for all men? He said for kings and those that are in authority that. We may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For that is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, 1 Timothy 2.4, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due season. It's God's will for all men to be saved. So why aren't all men saved? I'll tell you why. Because he's invited them, but they won't come. Or if they do come, they get sidetracked and lose the value of the kingdom of God. You know, one of the very... um, favorite parables I have is in the the gospel of Luke chapter 14. 
And this is the parable of a, of the man inviting people to a banquet. Luke fourteen sixteen. Jesus was telling a story. He said, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. He invited a lot of people. And he sent his servant at supper time and said to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they with all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground. I must needs go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, and I therefore, I can't come. You see, these people didn't understand the importance of the invitation like Esther did. Now, if you're just tuning in, I'm just telling, I'm doing my radio show because I was so moved by this 19-year-old girl that was in my dining room today just telling me how when she was a girl growing up Amish, she knew that she was lost, but she didn't know what to do about it. But because of that, God began to direct her and show her what she needed to be to do. This parable that Jesus was telling in Luke 14, 16, is about that. We have been invited by Jesus himself to a great wedding feast. But some of us have not seen the importance of the invitation, or if we had seen it at one time, it's lost its value to us. Good to have Jake and Lydia Yoder. I'm talking about you guys tonight. They're listening out in Pennsylvania. You know, well, there's a bunch of people. Yvonne listening down in Bowman. You talk about, boy, I should tell her story tonight. Same, same story as Esther. Same story as mine. Same story as Brother Jones. Same story. Bunch of stories, the same story. We were invited to a wedding banquet by Jesus and we said yes. These people that Jesus was talking about that began to make excuses, they were like, hey, what's the big deal? Another wedding feast. Can't go to everything, you know. Can't go to everything we're invited to. That may be true, but you better be careful about paying attention to who's doing the inviting. Because when Jesus calls us out of this world, to himself. It's a big, big deal. The invitation to come into God's kingdom is the grace of God. The grace of God is not so you can just keep sinning and God kind of turns a blind eye to it. That's not the grace of God. The grace of God is the invitation to this banquet. If you keep reading in Luke 14, you'll say, you'll see that this servant came and showed his Lord these things. He's, he showed him how these people didn't care about the banquet. And the master of the house being angry said to his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it's done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. 
And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. You see, the grace of God is the calling. And this girl named Esther heard God calling when she was 14 years old. And she said, I want to go. I want to be in this banquet. In another place in this story where Jesus tells this story in Matthew, Matthew 22.10, it said, So the servants went out into the highways, and they gathered together all as many as they found both bad and good. Some of you listening to me tonight, I'll tell you what, I, I got through that without crying, but he didn't just invite the good, but he invited the bad too. And I'm telling you, you're not so good you don't need Jesus, but you're not so bad that you can't have him. He's out inviting everybody tonight. He really is. He's called us. I'm going to just, um, I, I, you know, I got a guitar in here. I got all kinds of stuff here, but I got a, I'm just going to play a portion of this little song. And you can see why it's only need to play a portion because it says the same thing over and over and over again. But what it's saying is exactly what I'm talking about tonight. Text me 701 290 7862. Marvelous light, out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, out of 
are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, out of darkness into his marvelous light, out of darkness into his marvelous light, come on. Getting the point out of darkness into his marvelous light. Pastor Bob here the Tell It Like It Is show. Good to have everybody listening tonight. Brother Rose, Kentucky, said God called him when he was 14 years old. And he was able to share with his family. we got more Sobergs listening up in the Harvey area, the pastor of the Harvey Church. Uh, Brother Soberg listening tonight. We've got uh, Nicholas in Canada just tuning in. said, what's this program about? I'll tell you what the program is about, Nicholas. It's about it's about God's calling in our life and how blessed we are to hear God's call. You know this um, this uh, broadcast tonight is, like I say, one of my favorite because I love thinking about how God has called people. There was a young man named Bob McGelkey in in Bismarck. He grew up there. They he. Um, his his brother older brother told me Bob was always kind of interested in the things of God, even though he didn't really know what to do about it. And one day Bob was hungry for God, and and he was watching some kind of a TV show. I don't know if it was a Billy Graham crusade or what, but he knelt down by the couch and he prayed. He called into their hotline. I believe I got the story right. And they mistakenly directed him to the first United Pentecostal Church in Bismarck. If I'm not mistaken, Bob walked into that church with a T-shirt and cutoffs, maybe. And by the end of that service, had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Was shortly baptized in Jesus' name. And he walked with God all of his life. He's passed away now. And he was instrumental in winning his older brother Pete and his wife to the Lord. That is exactly what I'm talking about. He saw the importance of the invitation. You know, there was a there was a uh, young man that just texted me. He's in, he's he's leads the group that goes out to our women's prison ministry. Brother Pat came to to the church when he was just a boy. I don't know how old Pat was, but he was just a boy. Came to Sunday school. In one of my in one of his Sunday school classes, I remember my wife telling me that he just looked at her and said, "I just want to go to heaven." Just a little boy. I just want to go to heaven. And Pat was baptized in Jesus name, received the Holy Ghost. Doing an awesome work for God, he and his family. There's a young another man listening to me tonight. His name's Eli. Grew up in a polygamist home in Utah. Four moms, one dad, 35 or 36 brothers and sisters that he knows of. And through a series of events, he was exposed to the Acts 2.38 message this invitation that I'm talking about tonight. And he now is going to our church in Dickinson, he and his wife and their two little boys. This Eli 
uh, was coming to our church. A friend of his named Tim was coming up from Utah. He drove all night, kind of in a snowstorm, and he got into to Dickinson early in, or early Sunday morning. Went to visit his friend Eli. Eli was dressed for church. He said, "Come to church with me, Tim." And that morning, his first day in North Dakota, Tim walked into the New Life Pentecostal Church, and he and he heard the invitation. The invitation to come into God's church, not just our local church. And now Tim, who also came from a polygamist background, is married to a young lady living for God and goes to my jail, our jail ministry, and is such an encouragement to the guys up there. You see, many people over the years that I know, and I could, I could spend the whole program just telling these, this is my favorite program to tell stories of how people just wandering through life came in contact with repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I wish I could end the program like that, but I can't. Because there's another side to it. There's a darker side to this. There are people that don't ever see it. They don't ever get it. They never see the importance like these people in this parable that Jesus tells in Luke 14. They don't see the importance of the invitation. They, they, they have no realization of, of what is being offered to them or the consequences of refusing it. You know, there was a, a man one time that answered an ad on Craigslist. He was from Minnesota. This man and I met in Bismarck. We I own a siding and window business here in Dickinson, and we were looking for a siding guy. And this man answered the the ad, and we met in Bismarck. He drove from where he lived in Minnesota. And he accepted the job. He came on to work for us. And he told me in our first meeting, he said, there's more to this meeting than just me becoming a sighting guy for you. And he told me that several times in the time the years that he worked for me. But you know what? I don't know if he followed through with the importance of the invitation. And now this man, who was a young man, one day just driving down the road with his friend, had a heart attack and dropped dead. There was a girl that a young a woman that was in our county jail service. She ended up down in the women's prison. She served her time. She got out of prison, came to church a couple times. I didn't see her after that. Until one day I was working on a job site on the south side of Dickinson and my phone rang. It was the Dickinson Police Department. 
They told me that she had overdosed. She was dead. Her family was looking for someone to do the funeral. You see, she should have been saved. She had an opportunity. She heard the invitation. And I could spend also more than this program talking about people that have heard the invitation that are dead now. The reason I was crying when I was talking to Esther is because I was thinking of a young lady that I knew very, very well who was adopted into our family. And she heard the invitation. She had an opportunity to be saved. But she died of cancer. Not even, I don't even know if she was 25 years old. I can tell you of people that have died in motorcycle accidents, suicide, drug overdoses, and all of them should have been saved. But they didn't see the value. And there's some of them that are still alive, and I hope they're listening to this program tonight, wandering around Dickinson. You've walked away from this because for some reason you did not see the importance of it. You didn't see the importance of some of you moved here to Dickinson and it was a, a miracle that you got a hold of this Acts 238 message and you should be saved. What's stopping you from being saved? What happened? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Verse 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord, and which was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? You see, this is my chance. This is my shot. When I was 20 years old, I, I don't have time to tell my story. But I heard this great salvation because it was written down by those that heard Jesus, the apostles. And I read it. I saw it. I knew people that knew it. And I latched onto it. And that's been 41 years ago. And the reason I'm still doing this, you guys, is not because I'm smart, smarter than everybody else. It's, it's not because I'm predestined to go to heaven. The reason I'm still doing this is because I see I've never quit seeing the value of what I've got. It's a treasure to me, this salvation. It's a treasure to me. The... Uh, you know this this um you know th this this you know the the scripture says in Matthew 13 Jesus told a story He said the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field the which when a man hath found it he hideth 
and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath to buy that field. This salvation is a treasure to me. There's an old saying that says one man's junk is another man's treasure. Some people think this is junk that I've got. They think it's stupid. But this salvation's not junk to me. It's everything to me. It's, it's, you know, here again, if you are in pain and you are in poverty, if you've lost everything in this life and you're just an old person that's now the only thing left is to die. But if you know this, if you've experienced this saving message of Acts 2.38, the born-again message of John 3, you are the richest, most blessed person in this world. We have found a treasure in a field, and it breaks my heart when I see people count it as nothing. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. This is the most important thing that there is. And somehow people have have walked away from it because it they have lost, it has lost its importance to them. And now they've traded this beautiful salvation for just an existence in this life of of working and eating and paying their bills and or even some of them have gone down the road of addictions trying to replace what God has given them you see this salvation is the most beautiful thing that there is it's a treasure if i walked away from this and I died, I'd spend eternity saying, I should have been saved. I could have been saved. He called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's called all of us. He's calling all of us. Using, hopefully, this program tonight to call some of you. And the ones that he's not calling, I'm hoping that This program will help you to realize how important this is. If the Acts 2.38 message is what it takes to go to heaven, and you have heard this message, there should be a, a thankfulness in your heart that no matter what else happens to me, I know this. I've experienced this. I'm walking with this. We can't be ungrateful when it comes to these things. There isn't anything more important than this. What are you trading? You know, backslider, what are you trading this for? What are you trading it for? Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Um, Better say this, that... um, if you want to get a hold of us during the week, um, you can next service here in Dickinson, North Dakota, Wednesday night, 730, 501 Elks Drive. 
We bought the top half of the old Elks building, 18,000 square feet. We can put 500 people in there. And uh, we don't have it full yet, so we got room for you. Sundays at 10 o'clock is Sunday school. 11 o'clock is our worship. Wednesday night, 7.30, we have a regular service. Got a special speaker this Wednesday night, uh, Jeremy Mole from our Williston Church. We also have Pentecostal Church in Beach that we're starting. Uh, Tuesday night, 7.30 is our only service we have out there at this time at the Beach Community Center. And then also in Bowman, where Yvonne lives, she texted me tonight. Uh, you talk about God's grace, God's mercy, God's invitation. There's a story. Had a stroke, paralyzed, wheelchair in a, in a nursing home in Dickinson, North Dakota. And she was exposed to this Acts 238 message. She's been baptized in Jesus' name, has received the Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you, this lady is thankful for what God did in her life. Now, some of you wouldn't be thankful living in a wheelchair and being mostly paralyzed. But this woman's thankful because she knows what God did for her. But they have a service down in Bowman, right on Main Street of Bowman, Thursday nights at 730. And uh, that you, you can't miss it. It's right on Main Street. Got a sign, uh, cornerstone. It says, I believe, right there on the sign of the of the in the window, the, a little little storefront that they rent there. So those are we've got a church in Beulah, North Dakota. I've been giving out my cell phone phone number throughout the broadcast seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. There's an invitation for you to come to God. Many are called, but few are chosen. You know why few are chosen, Jesus said? He, he said that. Many are called, but few are chosen. You think you got to be chosen because you're so great, so wonderful, you're so smart, so pretty, so whatever? No, that's not why we're chosen. We're chosen because we've answered the invitation. That's why we're chosen. My wife said to say hi to Sister Brett's up in Kildare. I just got that message. Hello, Sister Bretz. Miss you. And uh, what a sweet lady Sister Bretz is. Well, I'm going to bring this broadcast to a close. Our favorite type of broadcast, even though it seemed like I ended on a sour note. But you that are alive that have walked away from God, I want you to realize that this invitation we've had, this, this is the greatest thing. Don't turn your back on the messenger that's inviting you to the great wedding feast because he's calling you he's calling you and telling you to come this song I'm going to finish with tonight is a song written as if Jesus were singing it and he's calling us today all our life he's called us like I say it wasn't the first time when I was 20 I look back at my life and I realize how God was calling me. He was working in my life, even during my drug addiction days, that God was reaching for me, talking to me. And it just began to escalate until a, a time that I just, like I said, I walked into a little Pentecostal church. I was 20 years old. And this old, old what I called an old, he wasn't that old, seemed old. He was like 40. I was 20. This German preacher began to preach and tell a story. And that story started me on a journey that's lasted 41 years 
because I've never lost the awe of what God did for me. Wandering around, lost, and he called me out of darkness. And Jesus is calling you today. All I had to give, I gave. All I've had to say, I said to you. What will you do? All the tears I cried, I had, I cried. And all the pain I felt inside for you. What will you do? Will you turn me down today? Will you up and walk away? Inside your heart you'll say, It's not for me. So laugh at me and turn me away. Say anything that you want to say. But all I'm telling you is true. And all I've done, I've done for you. All your life I've tried and tried Just to find a place inside of you Now what will you do? Think of all the things I've said Think how on the cross I bled for you Now what will you do? Will you turn me down today? Will you up and walk away? Inside your heart you'll say, It's not for me. So laugh at me and turn me away. Say anything that you want to say. And all I'm telling you is true. All I've done, I've done for you. Now I guess it's up to you. What will you do? What will you do? What will you do? What will you do? Lord Jesus, tonight... I just pray that you'll help our listening audience, God. Help them, Lord, to realize what an opportunity that you've called them. If this is their first time of hearing the Acts 238 message, God, I pray that you help them to to realize the importance of this. God, help them today. In Jesus' name. God, I just pray that you'll help. You know, I'm going to kind of change our broadcast up a little bit. We've got a few minutes left in the broadcast. There's a song I wrote many, many years ago. And I just want to sing it tonight before I close out the broadcast. The song is called Called Out. And uh, one of the definitions of the word church or the ecclesia, the church, God's church is really not a building, but it's a group of people. 
And the word church comes from a Greek word that means the called out ones, the saints, the called out ones, the separated ones. And this is a little song that I wrote about that. God's calling people out of this world. He's calling you. Listen to his call. I got a call one evening many years ago from someone who I didn't know real well. He asked if I was ready to come out from among them. He told me he would save my soul from hell. And I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out, a new life lay before me, I was called out to Him. Well, my life was full of sin When Jesus called me in He had a plan to wash those sins away Baptized in Jesus' name In the apostolic way His blood washed away each sin And I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out, a new life lay before me, I was called out to Him. But it didn't seem to me I could live in victory He had a plan so I could do that too I spoke in other tongues When the Holy Ghost came in The gift He gave to me He'll give to you The gift of the Holy Ghost I was called out, called out to be holy, called out, called out of this world, called out, a new life lay before me, I was called out to Him. And he's wanting to call us out to him tonight. Thank you for listening tonight to the Tell It Like It Is show. Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time. God bless you.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.